the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the things that we're not allowed to talk about. And I've titled today's episode, The Truth About BLM Impacts Have Been Published. Understanding Crime Surge, Post-BLM Protests, and Implications for Policing. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Although, if you're anything like me, you probably won't enjoy hearing the truth. We all know that everything post-BLM changed basically everything for policing, and the implications are insane. And I'm saying that because the two things that come to mind for me are, number one, the astronomical um, backtracking of the police. In San Francisco, everything they said they didn't want when it comes to all things law enforcement related, they are begging for now. And in addition to that, there are police agencies across the nation that are giving out these higher-on incentive bonuses in amounts that are literally blowing my mind. <laughs> What's the name of that police magazine that you get? Is it Porak? Yeah. So when that magazine comes inside of there, there's just there's probably like maybe four pages of agencies that are hiring that literally pay for these promotions to be advertised inside of that magazine and you look at them and all of them are like 40 grand, 50 grand. Like that's insane to me to have a higher on bonus like that. There were a lot of benefits for you, Clint, when you were first hired, but not, not a higher on bonus, not was there? Yeah. So, and, and the higher on bonus isn't a new thing. It's just the astronomical. Yeah. I I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think for us, like, it was like $5,000, something to that nature. And it, and I think it was more just to entice more people to come to that agency because you have agencies trying to put a leg up on other agencies, you know? Yeah, it was a competition thing, not yeah. like a necessity. Yeah. And now it's an absolute necessity. And there's a, a study that was published in the Journal of Urban Economics. And I'm pulling this from an article that I read from Law Enforcement Today. And on here, it says that the study found that the BLM protests, which often turn into riots between 2014 and 2021, resulted in more than 3,000 additional murders compared to the 200 fewer instances where police used deadly force from 2014 to 2019. Meanwhile, property crime arrests dropped by 12%. Property crime arrests dropped by 12%. Another way to say that is we're allowing people to steal our shit and nothing will happen. And clearance of property crimes fell by 8%. The drop in clearances and arrests can be attributed to police stepping, I'm sorry, attributed to police stopping enforcing property crimes. I guess exactly what I just said. The article, here's a quote from it. It says, a growing body of research has found that after police, after these protests, there have been public attention to officer-involved killings. Police officers become less proactive, pulling back from the enforcing of the law or other practices aimed at ensuring public safety due to fear of criticism, lawsuits, or low morale. And as an aversion to the criminal justice system increases and willingness to cooperate with law enforcement decreases, some resort to violence 
to resolve conflicts, potentially explaining the rise of homicides. Specifically, over the five years after local BLM protests, property crime arrests decreased by approximately 12%, while reported numbers increased by roughly 11.5%. And the the article here, it goes on to just basically give you stats about how crime has increased and the enforcing of such crime has decreased as a result of that. And it's insane to me how many articles I have seen published about police officers who are upholding their constitutional oath, who are out there on the streets doing the jobs that they swore that they would do, are winding up in court and literally sitting in prison for years and years and years as these court battles take place when all they were doing is their job. And to see that we as a society have allowed something like this to exist where there's this, these are the insurrectionists. Okay. Like these are, these are the ones that are doing the things that they're saying everybody else is doing. And it's shocking, especially living in a state like California where, you know, we have places where we simply cannot and will not go now because of this type of activity taking place. And they literally set the precedent, I think. Like, if they could do it, why can't I too? And we're starting to see that now in smaller cities like ours. You know, and it's what's crazy is you're seeing the the influx of these smash and grab robberies and and these these juveniles, these adults, they're going to these jewelry stores and just stealing buttloads of jewelry. And I mean tens of thousands of dollars of, of stuff that they're taking. And there's no like real severe penalty for doing that. And, and that it just blows my mind. Like I, I think back when I first started in law enforcement, like we get someone who steals uh, $20 worth of merchandise from Walmart. And that's a low example, but they would call us and we would arrest them and they would go to jail. Like, after so many times that they were charged with that, it's a felony. Like now they're stealing all this stuff at once. And it's, and it's a, a regular occurring thing. And it's not that law enforcement's not doing anything. They're doing anything and everything they can to stop that. Our judicial system's not supporting it's, you. It's not supporting us in, as law enforcement because what it comes down to is these, these assembly bills, these Senate bills that are coming through it's there's no punitive action for committing these crimes. These guys, they'll get arrested, they get put on probation, and then they're back out doing it all over again. Like, because then, then say they get caught again, they get arrested, they do a day or two in jail, and then they're back out doing it again. Why not make tens of thousands of dollars just for a quick little slap on the hand? Chop their hand off. <laughs> You know, there there are definitely two types of people in this society. There are, the, in fact, the sheeps and the lions. And a perfect example of this is in the Mall of Victor Valley in Victorville. Last week, there was another smash and grab, which was the second one within, I believe, the same week. And the video of this, you know those giant storage buckets that you would put, like, Christmas decorations in? Oh, yeah. He took one of those into the jewelry store. And then started smashing and grabbing and they had this huge tote and they're putting all this jewelry. And I think it was something like $200,000 worth of jewelry. And the sheep of this world are the ones that you see in this video that are standing 
right next to them and watching and they're recording with their phones. You can see one individual. He looks like an employee there. He's probably bound by his employment agreement and told in his last training to just let it happen. And then you see other people. A couple days ago, I saw a video of a gentleman at Home Depot and the wife is recording and you see a thief going into Home Depot, grabbing a tool. I'm not sure what it was. It was a, a rather large box. And he starts walking, walking, just taking his time, walking out of Home Depot. The Good Samaritan identifies that there's something happening that should not be happening in his community, his small town, right? <laughs> and so he starts following this guy and they start walking a little bit quicker and you hear the wife egging him on, go get him, baby, go get him. <laughs> and you see the, the Home Depot employees wanting, seemingly wanting to do something, but just standing there. And it, this dude chases this up, this guy probably like blocks away, gets the item. And you see the video ending with him returning it back to the Home Depot employee. And I think there are so many people who it's like, it's like entertainment for them almost. And how sick is that? It's it's the cop show live. Like they get to be partake in an episode of cops. Like it, it's it's crazy. So what's even crazier though is say you have you see this smash and grab occurring and you go over to detain this guy and 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 stop him before going further as as a just a citizen, right? And it turns into you having to fight with him. I mean, you're not only running the chance of getting hurt yourself, but... Well, is my life in danger? Well, no. And, and <laughs> no, and that's exactly kind of the point I'm getting to is, did you escalate the situation to put your own life in danger? And depending on what state you live in. And, and that's the problem is because... If we go and elevate it to that level, we elevate it as as a citizen when we should our, our laws, our, our politicians are saying, no, it's it's better just to stand by and watch. Because if you do something, say if you were to shoot and kill that guy, even though your life was in danger, more likely than not, you will have criminal charges placed against you. Yeah, we are in such a sick and detrimental place in our society right now. And I do believe that there was this, this exhausted effort that was put forward by BLM and then supported by the left admin and the celebrities and, you know, people who made civilians think that it's okay to behave like, like you're a monkey in the zoo. And it's not okay. Um, I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope we can all put the pressure on our local and federal admin and that we can start to make some changes together. If you have gotten any value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.